Thank you. You may be seated. Reminded me too. Um, we've been enlisted in the fight, right? And some have gone before us, and uh, I can't but help think that um, this week would have been Berlin and Sharon's 57th anniversary. And so, God bless you, Berlin. And I may be wrong, but is this uh, Dakota's birthday? And uh, you know what? She. Uh, she was on the winning side, and uh, thankful for her too. And kids, you're dismissed. You can go on upstairs and wreak all kinds of havoc. I'm not. I think Zane's up there today. So test his patience today. Actually, you should beat 
actually you ought to be nice to him so he thinks, hey, these kids are really great. Maybe I should find a wife and have some kids. If he could throw, he'd probably throw something, but <clears throat> he throws like his mother. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> we give thought to Memorial Day, and <clears throat> want to get you out here in a timely fashion today, but it reminds me, Proverbs 10 and verse 7 says, The memory of the just is blessed but the name of the wicked shall rot. You know, I think about why we celebrate Memorial Day, and it's to remember those who gave everything for their country. They died for our freedoms. They died for a country that is full of ideals, that is founded upon faith in God Almighty, is founded upon what is stated in our Declaration of Independence. It states, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I know that in our country there's some real challenges to that. I find it sad that uh, we have those who aren't protected for life. There are those that lose their liberties without any choice in the pursuit of happiness, but it's a wonderful country. It's been a blessed country. Some statements of fact about our country is men throughout history of the United States of America have died to protect these rights from tyrants and corruption throughout the world, a country that has helped many other countries realize their own freedoms. Their most benevolent country in the world, hands down, by far, no other that can compare to the benevolence that this country has given to other countries. Why is it that so many want to come to our country is for that very reason, and a country that we have the freedom to travel through and and see God's gifts and, and God's creation, and I, I, I'm amazed at all of the beauty of our country, and uh, Zane and I took a short drive yesterday, and, and I, I love eastern Colorado. I, I love the going through the hills, and, and today, you know, in this day with the the grass is so green and so beautiful, and I think of the mountains. My wife was there in the mountains today and took some beautiful pictures of God's creation, and you think about where I, I travel and, and go see Carrots and the mountains there in Alabama and the beautiful lakes and big rivers and all over our country, and we can travel through it freely and, and unhindered, and it was a country that was founded upon truly the worship of God Almighty and you go back and read the true history books and you find out that, that the whole Declaration of Independence was written because there were those believers who had come to our country to, to flee from the oppression of a state that, that governed the churches and had their own state-run churches and they came here so that they could worship God in the, and the Bible in their own conscience and not have the government interfere with their God-given right to worship God freely and in their own conscience. And I'm so thankful that we have a country that was founded that way. It was never founded on the 
on the pre- on, on the premise that that religion is never to be involved in politics. It was the very opposite. Politics are never to be interfering in the free worship of God Almighty. And so they try to rewrite this history, but we know that so many have died for this country to give us that wonderful freedom. It's good to be an American. I, I would have been in jail in many other countries by now, probably dead in most. And by God's sovereign will, I was born in America. I was born just at the right time. Grew up in the 80s. Grew up riding in the back of a pickup truck. Didn't need, we didn't need any extended cabs. We had an eight-foot bed. We could fit all kinds of people in the back of that pickup. Many of us have eaten many bugs along the way. That's why our immunity, uh, we, we survived COVID. You know, if you can eat a bug, you can handle COVID. Oh, it's just a wonderful time to go out and pick up hay and come back and, and go up to the pond and jump in the pond to cool off afterwards and wipe off all the, the grit and the junk and, and uh, have a good old cow patty fight uh, while you're out there in the pond. <laughs> you might eat a little bit of that, too. That's why COVID never scared me. <laughs> oh, but I think about our greatest country and by the dedication and determination of many men and women that have given everything, we can all continue to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And so I think about that, and, and I am so thankful for what God does. And you know what? You, you guys represent the greatness of America, the diversity of what we have in this, in this uh, congregation today. And you guys are hard workers, and you're honest people, and you love God and you want to serve God and here you are giving him this day and worshiping him and taking a stand on those things that are good and godly and honest and and that's why God blesses America. And I'm so thankful for this and but I think that we need to remember a couple of things just two points today but if we are if we're going to make America and keep America great it's not through the politics of the day. It's only by keeping God centered in our lives and in our country. And so I'd like you to take your Bible to two passages. First one is in Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4, we're going to start with verse 14 and go through verse 24. And then the next passage we'll, we'll get to is that one in, uh, we all know in Second Chronicles chapter 7. But right now we want to go to uh, Joshua chapter 4. And Joshua is now leading uh, Israel and Moses has died, and they're coming into the land of Canaan, and they, they are crossing the, the river Jordan, and as they're crossing over Jordan, the, God is testing their faith. It tells us that God said, let the priests go first. And why is that? Because if we're going to go into the land of Canaan, the, the victory that, that a Christian ought to be living, then God leads the way, and we follow God, and we follow his precepts, and his truth, and if we're going to have that victorious Christian living in our lives, then God leads us. And so it tells us that those priests came up to the river, which was overflowing, much like what we have today in, in our rivers right now, and not a time when you really want to cross them. And, and it tells us that those priests then would take, and as they would set their foot into the water, the water would part. Not until. Now, the Red Sea, it tells us that overnight the Red Sea opened up, and so they had the clear passageway for all of the nation to go through. But 
Now we see that for salvation, that Red Sea was salvation. However, now we see as we're coming into the land of Canaan, into that victorious Christian living, that we see that it takes faith, and it takes faith to follow what God tells us to do. And so the priest would step down, and the water would part. They would take another step, and the water would part. And they, and they went across, and they lined up, and they stood there in the river, and, and the river backed up, and it dried out, and all of the land of Israel came across, and uh, uh, the tribe of Israel came into the land of Canaan. And we see the, the wonderful power that took place and the marvel that was in the eyes of each one of those people. And, and then God wanted to remind them that if you are going to have a blessed country and that you are going to have a blessed nation and you're going to have a blessed life, then you need to exalt God in everything. Oh, as families, as, as individuals, we need to exalt God. As families, we need to exalt God. And, and you find that if we as individuals are serious about God and, and we lead our families to be serious about following God and, and exalting God, you know what you find? You find then that you have a country that will exalt God and have God's blessing. It says in chapter 4 and verse 14, On that day the Lord magnified Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they feared him as they feared Moses all the days of his life. You know something else, and this isn't in my notes, just a thought that came to me as I was reading this just now, that, that it only took one man to be obedient to God and say, God, I will follow you and I'll do what you want me to do and, and lead these and be the leader that you want me to be. And, and he led the people and he led them into a victorious, God-exalted nation. All it takes is one to be serious. Let, let us be serious. Let, let us exalt God and, and, and let him be worshipped and praised. And the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Command the priests that bear the ark of the testimony that they come up out of Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come ye up out of Jordan. And it came to pass, when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant and the Lord were come up out of the midst of Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up unto the dry land, that the waters of Jordan returned unto their place, and flowed over all his banks as they did before. God exalts. Whenever we never, let us never forget our Creator. Let us exalt God, and God exalts. And it says in Proverbs 14, verse 34, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Proverbs 11, verses 10 and 11, When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth. And when the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Oh, how we need to be a people of faith and people of obedience. And we need to be a church of faith and a church of obedience. And, and our families need to represent the love of Christ and our jobs being used to glorify God. People demanding faith and integrity over lust, greed, and lasciviousness. Let, let us be the people that are satisfied with the things that we have and make the best of what we have and use it to honor and glorify God and not get caught up in the rat race of the day and, and let all of those uh, uh, lustful ideas take over and rule the nation. But let us be a nation, let us be a people, let us be a church that exalts God in everything. Let us be those righteous fathers that 
lead the way. It says in verse 19, And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and encamped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. Now, I didn't read that, but he told them, I want each tribe, there's twelve tribes, each tribe to pick up a rock out of the middle of the river. Pick it up and bring it up out of there. And, and now we see that he told them then to take those stones. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? They'd, they'd put them in a stack. Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty that you might fear the Lord your God forever. Let us be the kind of fathers that teach our children the, the memorials of what God has done in the past and that God can do and will do in the present and in the future. We looked at it in Sunday school this morning or uh, earlier in, in our connections, but back in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and God was so serious about this and telling the families what they ought to be doing, but Deuteronomy 6 and verses 6 through 9, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And you don't teach them to remember it so they can just write it out, or but you teach them so that they can learn it and apply it and live it the way that they ought to. And and, and you talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Oh, let the word of God be taught, and let there be righteous fathers and righteous dads that lead the way, and, and, and let there be righteous families that stand up and let the future generations be able to see the, the history of what God has done in our lives and in our country. Oh, how important it is that, that we are a, 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 a country that has a history of, uh, of being a God-fearing nation. And yes, we might be losing that on some aspects out there in, in the world, and, and they're the ones that have the megaphone, but it never stops us from doing what it is that God wants us to do. And God can take a church out here in the middle of nowhere in northeastern Colorado and, and get a hold of the hearts of everybody that's here, and he can use all of you to turn this world and turn this country upside down. Let us live for God and be serious about what he does in our lives and let us teach our children, let us lead them and let us be a godly nation, a godly community, godly families and a godly church family. And so here we see how important it is. We, we, uh, we, we have people that are sending, we have all kinds of graduates this year and you know what I hope? I, 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 don't, I don't, honestly, I don't care what any of our graduates do for a living as long as they're doing what God wants them to do. Do what God wants you to do. That's all you got to find out there, Vinny, is just, God, what do you want me to do? Do what God wants you to do, and you'll be happy all your life. Oh, let us just follow God and be what he wants us to be, and let us teach our children that, 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 that you might fear the Lord your God forever. That all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, as he says. 
because you know it's sad it says in Judges chapter 2 and verse 10 that there rose up a generation that knew not God and oh we know how Judges went it was a mess let us raise our children to know who God is and what a joy it is to follow him and serve him and walk with him so first of all let's never forget our creator let us give him all the honor and the glory Secondly, turn over to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and, and here we see that humble ourselves in the sight of God. Our country has definitely seen the blessings of God. I have no doubt. We, we have seen God do some wonderful things in our country and made us a very prosperous country that for many, many years has been used by God and, and sent missionaries all over the world, and, and, and we have seen those things that, that, that God has done. However, we know that there, there seems to be somewhat of a pride, uh, prideful arrogance that people are riding upon now, and they are, have forgotten the morals and, and have forgotten the, the biblical principles and, and are trying to take it in a different way. Look, we, we had a president say that Muslims helped found this country. That's a bold-faced ungodly straight from hell lie this country wasn't founded by muslims this country was founded by god-fearing people that that couldn't stand the church of england that told them that they had to have a state-run church that they had to pay their taxes to pay for a church and they had to pay taxes to pay the pastor you imagine that i kind of like that idea i think morgan county this year is getting 60 some million dollars I'll just take a tithe. <laughs> I mean, they were taxed beyond belief, and they were and they were told you're going to you're going to pay that tax, and and it's going to be a state-run church, and that church is going to do exactly what the politicians say, whatever it is that the king wants, and that is exactly what it is. And you know what? The great thing about the American spirit is they came over here. They said, we're getting out of that because we're not going to do that. We're going to worship freely, and we're going to worship according to our conscience and according to our convictions, and we're going to be free to do so, and we're going to allow others come here to worship God freely the way that they want to do so, and, and we're going to do that and allow that to happen, and this great country was formed. Because of that, that is the main reason, pretty much the only reason, so that they could come and worship God and yeah, they had some philosophical differences. You know what, that great American spirit, they came and they whipped up on that Church of England. That's why I really don't have time to watch all that hoopla about some inbred Englishman getting a new crown. We don't have anything to do with those characters. We whipped their tails back in 1776. You know, sometimes we kind of ride on that and we forget that we have responsibilities today to be solid Bible believers that worship God and never give up what we have been given. We have some inalienable rights that God has given us. And they can't take them away from us. Shame on them for even trying. But let us keep God in the center of our nation verses 1 through 11 now when solomon made an end of praying the fire came down from heaven consumed the burnt offering sacrifices glory of the lord filled the house 
And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. You know, this is a this is a thought that just came to me too. I should have you know, I don't I guess God just given them to me now as we go, but you think about the Old Testament, and this is the glory of the Lord filled that with a cloud, and no one could enter into representing the presence of God so that everybody could see it. Do you know how do you know how people see the glory of the Lord today? Through us. Through every one of us. They need to see the glory of the Lord by our obedience and by our faith to God. They need to see the glory of God by our, our walking with Him and treating people with love and respect and sharing the gospel and, and, and worshiping God freely and, and, and telling them about Jesus and, and, and how important that is and letting them see the glory of the Lord. They saw Him and then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. We want to see revival in this country? Then let them see believers that truly are on fire, committed and wholly sold out to God to do whatever it is that God wanted them to do. King Solomon offered a sacrifice. Boy, I love this. Sacrifice. Can you imagine how, how magnificent this sacrifice must have been? He offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priests waited on their offices, the Levites with the instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had made to praise the Lord, because his mercy endureth forever. And David praised by their ministry, and the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon hallowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for there he offered burnt offerings and fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings, the meat offerings, and the fat. Wasn't able to hold everything that they had. Also at the same time, Solomon kept the feast seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great congregation from the nearing end of Hamath unto the river of Egypt. And in the eighth day, they made a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. And on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month, he sent the people away into their tents, glad and merry in heart, for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David and to Solomon and to Israel his people, Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord. And in his own house he prosperously affected. I don't know. I, I just look at this and, and I see things that as a nation that we ought to do. We need to seek God's glory. We, we need to worship only God and, and God needs our best and, and let him have that. And, and I see some practical applications here also. I, I, I can't but help think when... When you had those four different feasts and festivals that, that they would come back into Jerusalem and, and it was a great time of year that they would come and, and they would worship God. But as they worshiped God, they were with family and they were with friends and they were worshiping God together and, and the joyous occasion that it was and remembering that God's mercy endureth forever. And why can we not do the same thing? That, that is 
I do love to eat, but it's far more than just eating that we do at these meals. It's fellowship. It's, it's a time that we worship together by associating with each other and learning more about each other and learning how to pray for one another and building a relationship with one another. And, and, and look, you, you need to get used to that because one day, if you know Christ is your Savior, we're all going to be in eternity together. So we better figure things out now and, 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 and let it be a festive time and, and let us come and worship our Lord who his mercy endureth forever and, and let us tell people about his mercy endureth forever. Oh, I know that it's a Memorial Day weekend and a time where so many are off and out and about and, and enjoying, the, well, we're enjoying our family. And how, how's that going when there's hail beating on your camper and the wind's blowing 60 miles an hour? Might as well just stay at home and come to church. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it, I, I, I think of this and I think of just the occasion and and they stayed and they worshiped God and they spent all that time together. And, and when they went home, their hearts were full. Well, I hope that's the case here. I'm, I hope that's the case when we come together, not just today. And some of you guys are really full. Well, filling your, filling your car up. Dorothy may have to have a pickup to get her grill home. I mean, it's just great. To, but we go home and... And we're satisfied because the Holy Spirit is pleased and he's been honored and glorified and God has been praised and, and, and God needs that. And you know what? We are the center. We are the heartbeat of this nation. All over this nation today, there are solid Bible-believing, gospel-preaching, God-honoring, God-fearing, God-loving people who have come together and have been worshiping God today and it brings honor and glory to God and, and it brings a sweet savor to God. And I, I, I don't know what that smell would be, but I would think it'd be like somebody uh, uh, smoking ribs for about uh, 12 hours and you smell that smell and you're like, whoa, does that not smell good? Well, that's what we should do. We should start doing ribs uh, on on these picnic days and let that be a sweet o odor and but, but as we worship God, God smells that, and he says, that's tasty. You know, all over the country, that is what has kept our country from the demise that it should go to if we leave it to the politicians. But we don't. We leave it to God, and we trust God, and we live for him, and we give him the honor and the glory. We keep standing the way that we ought to. Because God needs to be the center of the nation, and he is, by those who are believers, keeping him the center of the nation. But there's a path to being blessed. Verses 12 through the rest of this, 22. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place for myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if. I command the locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. 
For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. As for thee, if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shall observe my statutes and my judgments, then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom, as court, according as I have covenant, coven, covenanted with David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then will I pluck them up by the roots out of my land, which I have given them in this house, which I have sanctified for my name, will I cast out of my sight, and will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations in this house, which is high, shall be an astonishment to every one that passeth by it, so that he shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered, Because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. And by God's grace, and by God's mercy, we're not going to allow that to happen to our country. By God's grace, and by God's mercy, and by our being faithful, and obedient to the word of God, and living the way that we ought to, according to his word, we're not going to allow this country to go that way, because God will bless those who are obedient, God will bless that remnant, and God can use us to change this country and bring it back where it needs to be. Let us never lose faith. Let us never lose hope in the thought and the promises that God can give revival in this country and bring it to where it needs to be and bring the evil to their knees where they belong. God can do that. God will do that if we're willing to trust Him. If his people that are called by his name will just humble themselves. It's really not up to us, but it's up to God. We need to walk humbly. You know, I, I know there's a big immigration fight going on, but can I tell you something? If I lived in one of those countries, I'd be one of those guys trying to swim that river. I'd be trying to get here any way I could get here. Now, is it, is it right to do it the way they're doing? No. Boy, I'd want to get here. I love this country. There's nothing like it. I haven't been to too many. I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico. Don't care to live in either one. I'll stay right where I am. And even there, even those that do not respect the ideas of being a God-honoring state, I'm going to stay right here and, and be the thorn in somebody's flesh. Be that one that just festers and causes all kinds of discontent among the liberals and those who want to deny the existence of God. Somebody's got to stand and do the fight. But we need to do so humbly and know that God's the one in control. You know, he says in Proverbs 21.1, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. The rivers of water he turneth whithersoever he will. So let's humble ourselves. Let's pray most powerful thing that we can do is pray. Why do we forget that sometimes? Why do we get so angry? Why, why is it that all of these news agencies are worth millions and billions of dollars? Because we listen to all the junk and get us stirred up, and then you think you've got to listen more because it keeps feeding your, your thoughts and your mind, and, 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 and then 
works on your pride and works on all those things, get you all mad about everything going on, and, and then you got to hear more of it, and you got to hear more of it, and then pretty soon, I, I don't know, I, I look at Bob Ross up here, and I decide, man, I don't like him at all. I don't know why, I just don't like him. I guess I don't like his paintings. You know, he's here to paint your, your pictures afterwards, if you would like. I don't know, so why do we do that? And why can't we just get on our knees and say, God, you, you haven't shown us what to do other than give it to you, so I'm giving it to you and I'm praying and I'm asking you to do something. I'm asking you to do something, first of all, in my own life. And I'm seeking your face and, and I, I just want to know you and walk with you like you led those people, those, that nation across that, that river Jordan. I just want to follow you just the same way. And as I follow you, I want to turn from my wicked ways. Because, God, they don't honor you in any way. My thoughts are a travesty when it comes to reading through the Bible. My activities that I do so often are not ones that are to please God. They're just to please me. My attitude is not one that honors God at times. And, God, I don't want that. I just want to seek your face. I want to from all of that junk that's been in my life and I want to be the one that you will use to change the world. Amen. I know that he can do that. And then what does he say? He says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. You know what we need? And we'll heal their land. I think of so many that have given up. So many have believed a lie that is hopeless and there's no way and and so they just give up and they quit. Some take their lives, some just quit. Just I don't know, survive, maybe you might say, but that's all they're doing. I don't want to be that. You know what I want to see? I want to see God heal that. I want to see people realize that the press are lying to you and the politicians are lying to you and that as we walk with God, we'll love each other as we ought to. We don't accept each other's sins. We need to turn from our wicked ways. We don't need to accept sin in our own life. We don't need to accept it in other people's lives. We need to get things right. Let's do things right. Let's do them biblically. Let's have God's blessings upon our lives. But I still love you as you do the battle. You love me as I do the battle. We help each other to get where they need to be. There isn't the hatred that, oh, they're promoting it, and, and there are some that are believing that lie, but th this group here gives me great hope. God is working, and God is full of love and mercy and grace, and let us be that. Let us be the kind of people that God will bless. Let us be the church that God will bless, and let it become the country that God will bless. God bless America, and when we do that, those who have given their lives for this country it will have been a worthwhile sacrifice. Let us live for God.
let us be a country that is blessed by him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today. And I thank you for placing us here in the greatest country in the world. I know that one day you will establish Israel, but Lord, we know right now that it's only a remnant there keeping them together too. And so, Father, I pray for our country. I pray for the world. I pray for Israel. And I pray, Father, that you will help us as individuals and help us as a church family to live righteously, holy, and blamelessly in front of you. And Lord, we'll all be serious about serving you. Lord, whatever trash it is that we need to discard and get rid of that today we would do so, that we confess it to you, get it right with you, and walk out of here our hearts full and you being honored and glorified in what we do. I pray you bless all that we do. and I pray, Father, now that you just help us to take this time of this invitation just to discard that junk and get it right with you. Bless the rest of this day. Guide us now and help us, Lord, to do whatever it is that you want us to do. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.